Good morning. It's time for Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hazel. I'm Dick Olson. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Dick. And uh, let's get into wrestling. I kind of forgot about the uh, Gunslinger <laughs> Invitational <laughs> yeah. down at Slinger. Yeah, it started off of the NGL last Thursday night with a duel that didn't uh, go Nielsel's way up at Medford. Nielsel, NGL, excuse me, at Medford. Uh, uh, some injuries kept several guys out and having to forfeit four weights, but uh, uh, 51-22 final up there. But uh, uh, Gunnar Hoffman and Carter Shankarth with pins, and then also Braxton Kauf. Nice looking freshman from Loyal Wrestling 220. Uh, also had a pin, and then uh, Hudson Sebesta Opel looking very strong at 145 with a major decision. So, But then uh, Saturday they tra uh, traveled down to uh, Slinger for the Gunslinger Invitational, and uh, uh, the, some good finishes there. Uh, Carter Shankarth, 7th at 182. Uh, Dane Luchterhan, his first action year, finished fifth at 170. Uh, Hudson, uh, Opel Sebesta, fourth at 145. Uh, Danny Polzine, his first action, finishing fourth at 195. Uh, Derek Schernitz, uh, 132, finished third, uh, lost a tough semifinal, 12 to 9, but came back with a pin in the third place match. So great job by Derek. And then Gunnar Hoffman at 285, would finish first. Uh, five pins, Larry. Three of them in the first period, two in the second period. And he looked very dominant and very strong all day say, long. Sounds like he's off to a good start. Good start, yeah. Six pins for the start of the season. So this weekend, the war, uh, Warriors will be traveling up to Eau Claire for the Eau Claire North Husky Invitational. And this is a 33-team tournament, Larry. Wow. A lot of good teams. Um, you know, the, the normal teams from around here, uh, Medford is going to be there, Stratford. Also, Baldwin, Woodville, St. Croix Falls. But then you get into Division I schools. Kakana, who's did, uh, definitely a D1 power in the state of Wisconsin. Arrowhead, who won the Gunslinger tournament, team tournament last weekend. And also Holman, who's also been very solid the last few years in D1. They're from Wisconsin. And then Simley, Minnesota, which is type, uh, traditionally one of the top teams in the state of Minnesota. And then also Lakeville North, another very good team. So... This is uh, another good big day of wrestling. These kids are all going to get another good five matches. And is that a division thing or no? All well, one, all one, oh, wow. one. Yep. Yeah. So, so yeah. Unless be... they're dividing it, and I don't know it. But <laughs> <laughs> that'll be good competition. <laughs> oh, it's it's. It, they have really, uh, you know, the first year we went up there, I think they had twenty teams, and and uh, the only D one teams you've seen was like Eau Claire North and Eau Claire Memorial. Well, now they've widened it, and they've gotten a lot of schools in there, and. Going to be a ton of good wrestling up there uh, Saturday. So all right, so uh, NGL wrestling off, mm -hmm. off and running, off and running. So, so hopefully get some of those guys back. Yep, yep. Well, like I said, Polzine and, and Luchterhan were back. Luke Dukes uh, might be cleared to wrestle this weekend. Uh, Keegan Anding probably looks like maybe Northern Badger or after. So okay. So all right, all right. So there's uh, high school wrestling going yeah. on. Uh, boys basketball. We were. Uh, in Nielsville yeah. for a game on Tuesday night. Very good game, actually. You know, I I was kind of worried about that one, Larry, because uh, of course Nielsville uh, a little sickness going through to school, and yeah. you know, so they only had nine kids dressed, and with uh, Bryce Erickson and uh, Mike Azoski and Jace Peckle all out, uh, you know. But uh, some young guys stepped up. You know, uh, Wesley Sweeta came off the bench, stepped up really nice. Um, your son Andrew really took yeah. off, you know, though he played quite a bit the first day, but he really took out a nice scoring role there in the second half. And 
course, Drew Brown was just amazing there in the first half. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah him but, and uh, Grant Warren each finished yeah. with 27 points. Yeah. Uh, they kind of had opposite halves, though. Yeah. You know, Drew scored 17 in the first and 10 in the second half, and Grant Warren scored 8 in the first half and 19 in the second half. But this guy is a kid to watch, I'll yeah. tell you. Um, I do think he needs to put on about 15 pounds of muscle, but, boy, what a nice touch from the outside. And then for a big guy, 9 for 9 at the free throw line. Yeah. That was impressive yeah. to me. But uh, how about that uh, statistical abnormality, uh, Larry? Uh, Marathon, 17 for 25 from the free throw line. Nilsville, 0 for 0. Yeah, never even attempted a free throw. Not, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and and uh, I talked to Drew Brown afterwards, yeah. and he was surprised that they didn't even attempt one. Yeah, right. I know. It's, it's, it's <laughs> that crazy. Isn't, that doesn't happen. And, and you know, and, and and I I think the refereeing was just fine. Yeah. You know, I said it's not like you know it was any calls or anything, no. but uh, it was in the second half though. You know, they got they consistently got it to Warren, and he kept getting fouled. And yeah. you know, Schultz. Uh, Hayes, Andrew, they all you know took their turns on him, but you know he's very dominant. And and when he goes, when he gets fouled, it's two shots. So right. his nine free throws, that's five team fouls right there. So yeah, so, yeah, so. yeah. So uh, Nielsville one and one, the boys, mm, mm. Uh, and they are going to be uh, off until next Tuesday yeah. when they host Greenwood. Host Greenwood. So, yeah. so uh, girls, meanwhile, they uh, took it to Greenwood. 81 yeah. to 20, and yeah. they have really put up some points here. Well, that's a, that's 170 points the last two <laughs> games, Larry. Uh, you know, last I not that, but last Friday night against Gilman, I don't think a basketball team could shot any better than the Warriors did in the first half. They put up 61 points, and that everything went in. I just and that's you know that 61 points. Even boys basketball, yeah. you don't see that. No. You know, in a half. No, a lot of college games you don't right. see 61, you know. And, heck, I've seen plenty of pro teams that don't score 61 and a half. Right. You know, so. Yeah. So, so that was a, quite a Amazing feat. Yes. Amazing feat. And it looks like they're putting it together. They're starting to blend together pretty good. Now, you know, granted, you know, Greenwood, Gilman, not probably the top opposition, but still, you know, they still seem like they're getting together. The the younger girls are starting to get involved in being uh, – Sydney Subke played very well against Gilman and also against Greenwood. So, yeah. you know, and then it seemed like everybody that came off the bench pretty much hit a three-pointer. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, last night, uh, Gene Delisio hosted a uh, girls' uh, basketball coaches show on 92.3 WOSQ. He had a lot of number of uh, area coaches that uh, he talked to. Uh, there was some that I did some interviews with, and one of those guys mm-hmm. – was uh, Nielsville coach John Geyer, and uh, this is how that conversation went with him. Joined by uh, Nielsville varsity girls basketball coach John Geyer. Uh, John, again, congratulations on making it to state last year. Yeah, thank you. It's, it never gets old. It's always <laughs> exciting to get there, and real credit to the kids and the heart that they showed going through the tournament. I mean, we had to battle back from some deficits to, yeah. to get there, and uh, uh, like I said, it never get, gets old, but boy, what a credit to those kids. Now you come back uh, this season, of course, as all teams, you have seniors that graduated, a number of seniors from last year's team that graduated. And this year's team, uh, you look at the depth and not as many players on that bench as there usually was. No, we are really thin. You know, uh, uh, I would have never imagined our numbers would be at 15 total in the program. We've got to build those numbers back up through our youth program. And, you know, we're down, instead of six seniors, we're down to two. But I'll tell you, those two seniors have been outstanding leaders for us this year. And, uh, our biggest challenge right now is going to be building depth of young kids uh, and getting some kids in that uh, don't have a lot of experience and trying to get them ready to play at the varsity level. Now you talk about your seniors. Uh, what about some other players that are coming up through the ranks that might be uh, uh, 
important for your team this year? Well, they're all important, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, Paris is coming back, and, and she's been a starter now. This is her third year as a starter already as a junior. Uh, and um, uh, Sydney Supke played some minutes for us by the end of the season last year as a, uh, as a freshman. So she's coming back, and, and that will help us. We also have Abby Kep, who's a junior, and Lily Opelt, as juniors, coming back. Uh, and we expect them to take big steps forward, uh, uh, which they have so far, uh, to help us uh, get to where we are right now. But we also have some freshmen and sophomores that we're going to have to get ready because we just ha we have to establish some depth. And uh, fortunately, our kids have been smart. They've not gotten into foul trouble, um, so we're dependent on a lot of those kids. You know, Jess Coons played a lot of minutes for us already as a freshman, done really well. Goes out there and really battles for us, so uh, we're going to have to get more of that from our young kids. Coming off that state tournament uh, appearance from last year, what are your ex expectations now coming into this season? Get better every day. That's, uh, that's always been our goal. Um, you know, it, it's kind of hard to know because we've got so many new pieces in there. But, you know, the standards and the expectations don't change. That uh, they're going to have to come in, and the first thing that they're going to have to learn is we're going to play hard. We're going to compete. And if you don't play hard, you're not going to get on the floor. So uh, luckily, we've been blessed with kids that get that and that do that. Um, and so uh, that's going to be the expectation, and we'll see if we can meet those expectations. Then it's, then it's working on execution and skills and uh, trying to get, uh, like I said, better every day. Well, so far this season, you're off to a 4-0 start. Um, but I've noticed in the games, you've won all four, but off to a slow start, except for the game where you scored 61 in the first half against Gilman. But those other three games, you're off slow starts to start the game. Yeah, and I think that's a part of the learning process. You know, uh, getting kids to recognize what they're playing against, whether it's man or zone, how to get organized against it. Uh, and, you know, teams are getting better um, at playing against our press a little bit. So, you know, we depend a lot on that. When, uh, when teams struggle with the press, we get some easies and we get out pretty quick. But, uh, you know, one of the things that we've got to get used to is you don't get up. You, you, the first basket isn't a 20-point basket. So you got to get every, uh, you got to play every possession well. Uh, you got to get a stop at one end, and you got to get a score at the other end. Uh, unfortunately, early in some games, we've had some good shots, uh, but they just don't go in. I think a part of it is uh, our new kids rush a little bit, uh, and all of a sudden, a, a two-foot shot goes four feet, and uh, so we got we got to get that under control a little bit. But then, as the game goes on, um, you know, they uh, they seem to settle in. But we're going to have to depend on our defense for a while to uh, uh, allow us to stay in games until our offense, until our offensive composure and execution, I think, gets better. And it seems like that's happened. Uh, at least the first four games, uh, your defense has played pretty well. Yeah, I was. I've been. I've been happy with our defense. Uh, and a credit to that is our two seniors that play at the top of our press. Uh, I don't think anybody in the on earth wants to dribble in front of Delaney Rochester and. <laughs> And Mia Trunkel is just so smart that she gets to right where she needs to be. Um, and, and that makes it hard for them. And, but what's really important for us is our second and third level of the press. Those are the ones that are going to have to make the steals uh, with the first two out there trying to harass people a little bit. So uh, I think we get a little better at that every day. 
our young kids will grow up a little bit, and like I said, I hope we get better every day, and by the end of the season, uh, we're ready to compete in the tournament. Uh, Cloverbell Conference, uh, so far you played the teams that were predicted to be below you, and you played them pretty well. Uh, how do you see that conference shaping out, the Eastern Cloverbell? Yeah, it. I think it's kind of wide open, um, that that. Uh, that group that we play against it was really good to go into columbus and get a win you know they've got everybody back from last year and they got a nice freshman that's come up and played some significant minutes for them so uh good to get by them good to get by gilman uh good good to get by columbus at columbus good to get past owen at owen because they've got all their kids back too so um going on the road and getting those early wins are really key um you know, we'll have to go to Gilman yet and play there. We've got two left against Colby, so, um, you know, we want to take care of business every night that we go out and play. we got Greenwood coming up tomorrow, so I don't think any further than that. So, or I don't plan for anything further than that, so uh, we'll get to work tonight and see if we can uh, get ready for them. Well, and I was just going to ask you about some of the games you do have coming up that are not conference games. Uh, you got McDonald Central, who is ranked in the state, and you're also going to the Auburndale tournament again over Christmas. So uh, you've got some tough competition coming. Yeah, our non-conference schedule is just extremely challenging this year. You know, we have Assumption, we have Altoona, we have the Auburndale Tournament, we've got uh, McDonald, we've got Stratford, who's got everybody back from last year. So um, that's going to be a pretty good measuring stick of how mature we are and how ready we are. Uh, And those will be really good tests for us, and we'll see how we stand up against it. All right, well, good luck on the season, Coach, yeah, and thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for the coverage. Yeah, one of the first things I asked him, that's Coach John Geyer of the Nielsville girls basketball team, one of the first things I asked him was, your teams have been getting off to slow starts during the games, and he attributes that to uh, uh, some of the younger players just trying to get the feel of the game, and yeah. once they get into it, yeah. and I think, I think now they're really starting to. Yeah, and, and, and your older players have to get used to them too. They're right. not used to their, you know, their – habits or whatever you want to call them but uh it, it they're getting very nice i think that you saw that exactly in the first two games and I, I thought i thought i seen it starting to come together a little better against marshall columbus and then it really hit good against gilman and continued against greenwood so yeah, now they're going to hit their uh, non-conference schedule right. here for a couple of games yep. they got almost center mm-hmm. uh tonight by the way that's a six o'clock game tonight mm-hmm. On uh, 92.7 WPKG, and then Monday night they have McDonald Central coming yeah, in the Nielsen. And McDonald Central right now is ranked ninth in D5. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, in fact uh, looking at the rankings, Nielsville ranks seventh in yeah. Division Four this week, and then you've got that logjam on top from area teams: yeah. Blair, Taylor, Assumption, Athens, and Edgar in the top four. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, McDonald yeah. Central is uh, ranked ninth. Yep, and and they're going to bring in a team that shoots the ball very well. So. And Assumption is still on the uh, schedule for Niels yep, okay. as well down the road. So. And that's always going to be a good good game, too. You know, Yes, they did lose some girls to graduation, but they have a very solid program down there at Assumption, and it'll be a good game. And it's a good non-conference schedule. Yeah, so. yep. All right, uh, so that's what's going on in uh, girls' basketball. Let's talk about hockey for a sure. few minutes, Larry. You, you know, I took some time and got into the Black River website, but uh, as far as the boys uh, – I believe tonight they are playing the Northwest Iceman at Barron. Okay. So, yep. And they are 2-1 and one to start the season. Last Thursday night they defeated Viroqua 7-2. to two. Uh, Some of the boys on the team so far this year, Ryan Magnuson from Nilsville, okay. he's got one goal on the season. Caleb Shaso from Granton, one assist. And other gentlemen on the team are Wyatt Hanna from Nilsville. Uh, Zach Zachary Magnus from Nilsville and Aiden Sternitsky from Granton. So 
uh, good start for the, the boys team down there. And then the girls are, are now two and two to start the season because they, uh, Tuesday night, they shut out Winona four to nothing, uh, Sydney Magnuson in goal. Uh, before that game, Sydney had 88, uh, percent saves so that number went up considerably the other night so yeah I noticed on the stats on that uh yeah. Winona only had 15 shots on the goal yeah so <laughs> they're all saved pretty good defense so yeah. but uh um her sister Courtney has got two goals on the season and then uh other people on the team uh Delaney Johnson from Nielsville Clarissa Canfield from Nielsville and Jordan Berg from Granton and this Saturday uh, uh they are hosting St. Croix Valley tonight at the Milt, and then Saturday they are, it doesn't say where it is at, but they are facing Northland Pines. So. Okay. So All right. So, so uh, hockey? Yep, good start, and a lot of local kids down there again. So Yep, and we'll be uh, having a couple of those uh, yep. girls and boys hockey coming up yep. uh, next year. I think yep. January and February we've got some <laughs> okay. hockey planned on uh, 92.7 WPKG. Uh Former Spencer High School standout Hunter Lipke is not going to play the rest of the year. Yeah, isn't that sad? You know, yeah. he's had such a great career, and now a shoulder injury is going to take him out of it. And he's got to, I guess, have some kind of surgery. And I, I hope that you hope he can make it back for the Senior Bowl, but yeah, I, you, you don't hope because you know a guy like that really needs the Senior Bowl right. to get the scouts, and uh, you hope that doesn't take him out of it. And hopefully, he gets a chance at pro football because I think he'd be a terrific fullback wingback type uh, player in the pros or also you know in high school he was also a dominant linebacker too so sure. but uh, yeah. yeah he's a very good athlete and it's just unfortunate he's he's been a big part of the uh, the bison offense and and for the last couple of years and yeah. not going to get a chance to finish his career with them so yeah yeah that's just kind of a shame there yeah uh brooklyn shown uh, the community boxing club down in lubbock texas we'll have more on uh her coming up on our midday Edition of the update, uh, but again, uh, hats off to her making yeah. it down there to Texas. And, and, and uh, boy, hats off to USA Wrestling. What a nice uh, live stream you get to watch. You know, uh, Dale puts the link on uh, the Facebook page, and you click it, and you got your choice. If you know the ring, you go right to the ring, and between rounds, they show you the scorecards, and wow. it, it's pretty nice. So, but uh, USA she looked, she, yeah, she looked great Tuesday night. So. All right, uh, let's uh, go into where are they now before we get into uh, okay. college football. Okay, Larry, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, I'll go up to Colby and talk about Brad Ayer. And Brad, Brad was a 1976 graduate of Colby High School. He was a three-year starter for the Colby Hornets at quarterback. As a sophomore, the Hornets were 10-0 and and finished uh, number one in, in Class B that year in the rankings, as there was no playoff system yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brad passed for 860 yards that year and six touchdowns and rushed for 1,160 yards and 26 touchdowns. The Hornets were all, of course, Eastern Conference champs and, as we said, finished number one in Class B. Brad was first-team Colbert belt that year, Channel 7 All-Star, and honorable mention All-State that year. In his his junior year, uh, Kobe again was 10-0 and finished number one in the Class B rankings that year. Brad threw for 940 yards, eight touchdowns, rushed for 850 yards, and 14 touchdowns. He was first-team All-Cloverbelt uh, as a quarterback, an honorable mention All-State, and honorable mention uh, All-Cloverbelt as a defensive back. Brad's senior year, the Hornets were 9-1. They had a 32-game winning streak snapped by the Nielsville Warriors, 17-14 in the middle of the season, and it's one game the old people always talk about in Nielsville. Yeah, they said that had to be the most people they've ever yeah. seen up there at yes. the Peters yep. Athletic Field. And it, Scott Mayhaw kicked a 39-yard field goal 
in the oh. waning seconds to win that game. But anyway, you know, Nielsen would go on to finish number one in the 1975 Class B rankings. Kobe would end up eighth. Brad threw for 775 yards and seven touchdowns and ran for 850 yards and 12 touchdowns. That year, he was honorable mention all-conference as one of, as one of our uh, loyal listeners, Brian McKevitt of Nielsen, was the first team quarterback oh, yes. that year. So. Brad was also honorable mention as a defensive back on the all-conference team that year. In the winter, Brad was a three-year starter on the Kobe basketball team. As a sophomore, Kobe was 19-4 Eastern Conference champions. Brad averaged seven points and five rebounds per game. As a junior, Kobe was 11-8. Brad averaged 12 points and five rebounds and, again, was honorable mention all-conference. As a senior, Kobe was 8-11. Brad averaged 10 points and five rebounds and was honorable mention all-conference. After graduation, Brad enrolled at UW-River Falls where he joined the Falcon football team. After redshirting his first year, uh, his freshman year of playing, Brad uh, played mainly special teams, ending up with 10 tackles. His sophomore year, the Falcons were 4-6. and six. Brad had 22 tackles, playing as a backup at safety and special teams. His junior year, the Falcons were 9-2, and two, WSUC champions, and qualified for the NAI playoffs. Brad had 35 tackles playing uh, safety and special teams. His senior year, the Falcons were 8-2. Brad playing safety and special teams had 25 tackles. Brad, uh, while Brad was finishing his education, uh, he was a two-year assistant coach with the, U with the River Falls High School program. Brad graduated from UW-River Falls in 1981 with a degree in physical education and general education and earned his master's degree in administration in 1995 from UW-Superior. Brad, Brad was hired to teach physical education and be a football assistant coach at Clear Lake High School in 1984. In 1987, he would be named head coach at Clear Lake, a position he would hold until 2002. In that time, Clear Lake would qualify for the WIA playoffs seven times and win three Dunn St. Croix championships. From 2002 until 2010, Brad would serve as principal at uh, Clear, high school principal at Clear Lake High School. In 2010, he would be named district administrator of the Clear Lake High School Clear Lake School system. During that time, he also spent six years on the WIA Board of Control. Brad retired from the Clear Lake uh, School District in 2016. Today, Brad is an educational consultant for the Kraus Anderson Construction Company. Today, Brad and his wife, Jane, reside in Triple I, Wisconsin. Brad Ayer, Larry. How do you spell that last name? A-Y-E-R. A-Y-E-R. Do you yep. know him when he was in? Yes. Okay. Uh, actually, I lived on the same floor at him at River Falls. And, oh, okay. and uh, we also uh, lived together for a year off campus. So wow. I, yeah, he is a good guy, great okay. guy. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's... Good athlete. Well, that was a good Colby teams yeah, back then. good Colby teams, yeah. He was part of it. You know, he, I think, I hate to say it because he's a good friend, but... He uh, was part of it, and he got got a lot of notoriety because he had such a good team around him. You know, twenty six touchdowns yeah, rushing. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, somebody's doing the blocking, and sure, you know, somebody's yeah. catching the ball. But yeah. uh, still a good athlete. So. Okay, all right, yeah. good, good yeah. stuff. 
All right. Uh, well, I mentioned, uh, I think, during our basketball game on Tuesday night that Jim Leonard was coming back. Yeah, I told everybody that. Said, <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. I'm sorry. I misled you there. Yeah, he tweeted last night, I guess. Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Nice. That he is not coming back. And you wonder what he's, th- you know, he's going to stick around to be for the bowl game. He's gonna, yep, he's going to be a defensive coordinator for the bowl game. But uh, you, you don't know what his aspirations are. No. I'm sure there's pro teams that are going to be knocking on his door. You know, maybe a, a smaller college head coach. You sure. know, you oh, know, yeah. who knows? So, but uh, his defensive background is going to get him a good job somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. you hate to see him leave Madison, but you think about it, Larry. Um, coach Fickle coming in, his specialty is on the defensive side of the ball. I'm also. sure he's got his own. He's philosophy. got his own philosophies. Jim's got his own. Yeah. Okay, let's make a clean break, be friends, and be done by yeah. it. So, yeah. but it's great. Coach Fickle did offer the olive branch. So, yeah. So, yeah. So. Uh, all right, uh, and Wisconsin volleyball head coach Kelly Sheffield named the uh, ABCA Northeast Regional Coach of the Year, and he could be the national coach of the year. Yep. His name is in the hat now. For should that. be, should be. His boy, he's you. You think about what he's done the last several years, and not just last year when they, but they have been up there every year in yeah. and out, and, and a tough Big Ten conference and, too. And Larry. they're doing it with a, almost a different team this year. Right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But boy, did they bring that Sarah Franklin is awesome to watch. I, and so is Devin Robinson. Yeah, you bet. They so. hit the ball hard. <laughs> and they'll be playing uh, later on today. Actually. Yeah, yeah. They've got uh, let's see, Penn State. Uh, Penn State, and then the other half is Florida State of Pitt. So, so, and then also Marquette's in this thing yeah. too. They're yeah, they a four are. seed. They've got Texas in Austin, but uh, okay. But they're down there. You know, they yeah. made the Sweet Sixteen. So another, you know, but. Uh, yeah, really looking forward to that uh, Wisconsin game t- uh, tonight. So it's actually uh, uh, see two thirty is the Florida Pittsburgh, and then thirty minutes after that one. So probably five five thirty. Yeah, roughly yeah, around so that area. That's perfect. Yep. <laughs> In case you're going, to, unless you're going to Alma Center. Yeah, 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 going yeah. To Alma Center. That's right about the time we're going to be starting at six o'clock. Uh, college football playoff field unveiled, and uh, really no surprise. No. no. Uh, and well, there is a surprise because. Uh, I don't know how many people thought USC was going to lose. Yeah, I, I, that, you because know, Ohio no, State got nothing, in. nothing against Utah because Coach Whittingham really puts it, has got a great program out yeah. there. But boy, it just, USC just did not have it that night, you know. And, and not it, just get beat, but hammered. Beat bad. And that, and that's probably, and that's also part of this thing too, Larry. You know, they get beat by a field goal at the, at the end. That may keep them in that four spot, but, uh, the getting beat that bad and, and that being their second loss, that just yeah. automatically dropped them to, uh, behind Ohio State. And so, yeah. so, so Georgia, Michigan, TCU, mm-hmm. and Ohio State will be playing yeah. so, uh, in the national semifinals. Uh, 31st. Yep. Georgia, New Year's Eve. Georgia, okay, Georgia, Ohio State is the Peach Bowl, yep. right? And then Michigan, TCU is the Fiesta Bowl. Yep. Okay. And so. Georgia is a six-and-a-half-point favorite, and yeah. Michigan is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that Georgia-Ohio State game. Yeah. I, I think Michigan, I don't know, I was not impressed with TCU and their effort against Kansas State last weekend either, but they're undefeated. They're still in it. But yeah. uh, Michigan, I think Michigan might be playing the best ball of any yeah. of the four right <laughs> now. You're so, right. Yeah, so, but, you're uh, right. Um, also, we had the Heisman finalists come, mm-hmm. you know, Larry, uh, and USC, Caleb Williams, um, who was a transfer last year. Right. He originally committed to Oklahoma and yeah. then followed Coach Riley out to USC. So uh, Stetson Bennett uh, from Georgia, uh, Matt Dugan from TCU, and um, C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. So uh, pretty much looks like if you got the quarterback, you're going to be in the Final Four. But uh, how about Bryce Young, the winner last year, not even getting invited? and No. Nope. 
3,007 yards and 27 touchdowns too. But uh, boy, his his stats pretty pale, not even close to those other guys. Right. So, right. So, but. And uh, you know, I don't know if winning has to do with it. Three of those four quarterbacks are in the top yeah, four. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and Caleb Williams would have should, should have been. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, by the way, uh, let's see. Quarterbacks have dominated the Heisman yeah. eighteen times since two thousand yeah. and five of the last six. Remember when running backs dominated? Yeah. It, we, yeah. You never hardly you hardly ever seen a quarterback at no. the at the finals. No, you know, it, was it was always running backs. Yeah, always running backs. And wow, no, now now you now you don't even hear about a running back. So. <laughs> bowl season begins uh, next yeah. weekend. Yep. Or next, what is it? Friday. Yep. Next Friday, there's two bowls: yeah. the Bahamas Bowl and the uh, Cure Bowl. Yep. And of course, the Badgers will be playing in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl on the 27th of December at 9:15, and that is against the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Yep. Down in Coach, Phoenix. Coach Mike Leach and his high-powered offensive attack. So it's funny that a lot of these uh, bowls, you know, they're different names now. So yeah. you know. You don't recognize no, what they are, but yeah, yeah. Oh man! And then I, I read somewhere that a couple of them just canceled because there weren't enough winning team, enough teams oh, really? with, with six. You know, oh, of wow. course, there were a couple of the smaller bowls yeah. too, and probably nobody really wanted them anyway. But uh, you know, forty-three isn't enough. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> I Jesus, there's, there's forty-three bowl yeah. games. <laughs> where, where are the days of the big four? You know, that's yeah, it. Right. So, uh, all we worried about, you know, and then well, you had a couple like the Blue Bonnet Bowl and a few other Gator Bowl. Well, I remember Bowl. the Inst- Independence Bowl. Yeah, that was the first one. No, the Badgers' first one they went to in 81 was the Garden State Garden Bowl. Garden State Bowl. Yeah. And that was against Tennessee. And then the next year, I believe they played Kansas or Kansas State in the Independence yeah, Bowl. Yeah. So, but uh, that was a big deal because they hadn't right. been to anything no. since the 63. So. No, I've, ne- I've never <laughs> seen them in a bowl until I was in high school. No, I didn't either. No, And that was... And nobody did, you know, because right. the Big Ten champion went to the Rose Bowl. Nobody else went any other place in the 70s. Oh, right. So, sure. You know, so yeah. that was it. Yeah. And so the the, the game, as they call it, uh, the winner went to <laughs> Michigan and Ohio State, went to the Rose Bowl, and everybody else sat home. Yeah, so, that's so. the way it usually went yep. Yep. So. back in the day. Yep. Uh, let's see. The playoff picture, uh, if it ended for the NFL, yeah. uh, the Eagles would have number one seed. Yeah. Uh, Vikings, 49ers, Buccaneers, Cowboys, mm-hmm. Giants, and Seahawks are all in. Yep. Packers still are in the hunt. They're in the hunt. I don't um, know what the scenario is. I there, don't but... know. I, I know they got to win the last five games. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I did like, you know, they did, you know, Chicago isn't the greatest, but, they, you know, at least they, uh, you know, their offense looked a little better. Well, they were better. doing a few different things. Yeah, a lot of different things. So, you know, it's. It, and I seen the breakdown on that run that Christian Watson did. Larry McCarron had it online. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. And what they ran there was actually a fake run. Yeah. So the Chicago had everybody going to the right. Yeah. Watson came around the right yeah. and the left, yeah. and only one guy saw yeah. what was happening. And yeah. He got and, blocked. And yeah, Sammy Watkins threw a nice block yep. there too. But yeah, the there was no edge there. No. And and all Sammy Watkins had to do was get in front of the defensive back, and it was. Katie and the was, defensive back that he blocked was the guy that came in motion with yeah, Watson. Right. <laughs> but what set that all up was. The way they ran earlier, right? AJ yeah. Dillon, uh, Jones didn't wasn't a big factor because of an injury, shin yeah. injury, shin but injury, yeah. but the way AJ Dillon ran that really set that play yeah. up. So and that's what happens. Yeah, that's the running game sets yeah. up so, stuff but, like uh, that. Defense still a problem though, Larry. You know they did. You know now, granted, Fields is a great quarterback, but boy, some sloppy tackling on that fifty-yard touchdown run, and then. Boy, J.R. Alexander, rough day getting burnt by a couple guys badly. You, you know. think the tackling is coaching? I don't know. 
you know, because you see a lot of bad tackling yeah. with the Packers. I think it's part coaching and part uh, heart too. Effort, you, effort. Yep. So, but it, to Alexander's credit, he did come back and make yeah, got an interception. Yeah. So he did redeem himself. So. <laughs> uh, the AFC or uh, playoff teams would be the Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, Titans, Bengals, Dolphins, yeah. and Jets. Bills losing a key part of their defense. Yeah. Von Miller out for the year now, so yeah. that's going to hamper them. But their offense can score with anybody. So yeah. But, it, it, the Chiefs, can, you know, the Bengals, I think, are hot too now, right now. And they beat the Chiefs the other day at home. And it's, I think, I still think it's wide open out there, though. You know, the Chiefs are going to be a factor. Um, I think the Dolphins could be a factor. The Bills definitely, you know, even without Von Miller, their defense is still pretty good. Yeah. So, but, yeah, because uh, yeah, Von, you know, really isn't there. No, he's not their stud. No, their their strength is their defensive line. Yeah, it's tremendous, and so, but that's the second big injury of their defense this year because Micah Hyde has been out all year too. So, so. And uh, how about the Rams? They claim quarterback Baker Mayfield. <laughs> They're stretching. Help them. Uh, that, well, they don't have much left. No, that kid that they played last Sunday was that last Sunday they played. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was his first start, and I I had never ever heard. Well, of him. yeah, the guys that I I I saw here, John Wolford. Yeah, and I, Bryce Perkins. Bryce Perkins was the quarterback. Oh, yeah, and, I've never and I think he played at North Carolina State. Oh. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he. I mean, he did all right, but uh, you know, their defense is still is. You know, their defense is on the field way too long too. Yeah. You know, because the offense is not. But yeah, they're uh, yeah they're on the verge of having the worst NFL season after yeah winning the Super Bowl easily, ever easily. So, but uh, yeah, and I don't think Bra- uh, Baker Mayfield is going to be their answer either. So. <laughs> and I don't know if he's going to be ready. They play tonight against yeah. the Raiders. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah. Raiders are playing well too. They've won three in a row. So, yeah, Devontae Adams uh, is having a great year out there. Yeah, he is. So, yeah. so but, um, baseball, the winter meetings going on, and the, the signings. Book, are the going. checkbooks are open, aren't they? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just uh, Trey Turner, eleven years, three hundred million. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> How about Justin Verlander? Two years, business. two years, eighty-six million. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of money for a guy who is not that far removed from rotator cuff <laughs> surgery. Yeah. And Jacob, you know, Degrom too. Five years, and you know, Texas really opens their checkbook, but they never seem to really come out with the wins, do they? Well, yeah. and Degrom, what did they say? He's only pitched yeah thirty games in the yeah, last three right. years. Yeah, five years. They've they're making a hundred eighty-five million dollar commitment there, Larry. Five uh, years, I, I yeah, boy, they, that, that, that is stretching it. I they better hope so, he comes back. You know, but uh, I thought the Cardinals made a great signing today, signing Wilson Contreras, though. Oh, I did not see that yeah, one. Yeah, uh, I, didn't, I didn't see the terms, but that's who they are going to have to replace okay. Yachty. And, that's big, you know, and, of course, Contreras is very proven, but he's still stepping into Yachty's machi- uh, shoes. And, and Contreras isn't nearly the defensive catcher that Yachty is, but, but I think he's a better offensive catcher. He was pretty catcher. much the last guy in that Cubs team. Yeah, he, yeah, from, pretty much. Left yeah. over from that yeah. team. And the Cubs went out and signed some people yeah. today. Jason Jamison Tyen, four years, sixty-eight million. Cody Ballinger, one year, seventeen and a half million. That's a lot of money to see if somebody's going to come back too. You know, because he's ever since his MVP year, he's yeah, struggled. Yeah. So, so, but uh, Aaron Judge. Nine Everybody year, wondered what was going to happen. Nine years, three hundred sixty million, forty million, right up there. So, so I think I. I I kind of figured he was going to sign with the Yankees. I, uh, I don't know who else was going to pay him. The, the, the Giants claim they were. Oh wow! I you know I but I think he looks at the you know Yankee Stadium is a pretty cozy place to play. You look at the guys in the lineup you're playing with. I mean they kept Rizzo. They've got Stanton there. They've yeah. got you know 
Um, but oh well. Uh, Kenley Jansen uh, signed with the Red Sox, closer from the Braves, yeah. and then Josh Bell, two years, thirty-three million, leaving the Padres for the Guardians. So big switch hitting first baseman. Yeah, Guardians improved their lineup. Yeah, big time. Yeah, big time. Yeah, they really didn't have a first baseman that regular, and he's gonna. And when he's not playing first, he's gonna be a DH too. So, okay. so but. Uh, uh, Brewers did make a trade for Jesse Winker, trading Colton Wong. What do you think of that? I li- I've always liked Jesse Winker. He's yeah. always hurt the Brewers. So, yeah. you know, there's a guy who's going to play in the outfield and um, DH for you for sure. But, uh, boy, you know, you know, you traded Humphrey, Hunter Renfro, and I understand that because he was coming up on a yeah. big, you know, they were going to have to pay him a lot of money. But, uh, boy, now you've got another left-hand hitting outfielder. So, but uh, – you know, we'll see. You know, Jace Peterson signed with the A's today. Yeah. Two years. That leaves takes kind of a. I mean, not a great big loss, but still, a guy who played everywhere for you. He played third, second, yeah. first, and the outfield. So you're going to miss his versatility. So. They could get a second baseman too from that. Yes. Seattle trade. Yes, they did. I forget the name. Yeah, I don't but, remember his name. But, but uh, trading guy. Wong opens up for. Um, is it Bryce Terang? Or something like that, or young guy. Yeah, yeah. young, young yeah. guy. They they want to get him up to the majors. So, well, good, so, so. good. But they're out. I think they're still looking for a catcher and things like that too. So, that, well, they, there's, they, there's always been talk they were going to trade one of their big pitching pieces, but they haven't done it yet. So, but. I hope not. No, yeah, and, and and that's another reason they're not going to dive into free agency because they've got arbitration years coming up with Woodruff and and uh, Burns. So. So we'll see. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You know, but the uh, Cardinals make another step to their lineup, too. And that's a yeah, good Yeah, they one. always seem to. Yeah. Every so, year. But, oh, well. Yeah. Be it as it may. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, Bucks stuff? off to a nice, uh, on a nice winning streak. Uh, yeah. So they're at 17 6, two games behind uh, Boston. But Yeah, Boston keeps rolling. Yeah. Yeah, they're tough, but. Uh, Bucks just starting to get middle uh, yeah. Chris Middleton back in the lineup. So. Well, you can tell Middleton has been out for a little Ooh. bit. He's making some <laughs> he, mistakes he, that he normally yeah. don't make. He was very rusty that first game at New York. Yeah. And his teammates rescued him, but uh, you know they've been giving Giannis nights off on and off. So it's you know Pat Connaughton's just starting to get back in the scheme of things. Yeah. So it's uh, I think better. Th- there's going to be a lot of good things ahead. So oh yeah, so, yeah. So. And I, I know there's some other guys around the NBA that still say the Bucks are. Probably the best team. Yeah, you know, I said uh, tough loss to the Lakers last week. It was a good game, though. Yeah, it was a Friday good game. night. Friday night was a great game. So, yeah. So, all right. Uh, again, a reminder: we got girls basketball tonight. Uh, Nielsville at Alma Center Lincoln. Again, that's a six o'clock start on ninety-two-seven WPKG. And one other program note: next week will be our final show of the year. Uh, yep. Yep. We got a. Getting moved aside for Christmas music. <laughs> yes, Christmas music, and then there's a lot of other stuff going on. Yeah, right. As yeah, sports wise. Right. We're yeah, not gonna be around. We'll, we will have a big recap <laughs> yeah. in January. Yeah. <laughs> Early January, we'll be back with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After next week, next yeah. week will be our uh, last show for yep. 2022. Yep. So. All right. That's two guys on sports for this week. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm Dick Olson. We'll talk to you again next week.